Hi ladies, welcome back to our final session in our series talking about waiting. Those interval periods of life where we're caught in the space between what is and what could be. For the last three weeks, we've been talking about waiting. And I wanna say this, as many times as we need to act, there are those many times that we need to wait. In this series, we're just addressing those times where we're developing patience and perseverance, waiting for God to move or answer our prayers. There are times when it's us who needs to make a move and step outside our comfort zone because that happens to be God's will. So don't confuse those two and interpret anything in this series to say, I should always stay put. That's not the point. We're just talking about those times whenever we do need to wait on the Lord. I wanna ask you a question. Do you remember when you were in college and you would be waiting in class and the professor would be late and there was this somehow this unwritten rule that if your professor was 15 minutes or 20 minutes late, you could get up and leave. And that's what we would do. We felt entitled to leave. Contrast that with now as an adult, when I go to the doctor, I am no way leaving after 15 minutes, right? What's the difference? The difference is we see our need for the doctor. That college professor talking about the War of 1812, I don't care, that doesn't mean anything to me, but I could have COVID-19 or pneumonia or strep throat or cancer. I will wait because I perceive that doctor to be someone of authority and maybe my only hope when I'm desperate. There are seasons in life when we fully understand the need to wait. And there's other times when we feel entitled to take control and just walk away. The decision is based on our felt need for the person or thing that we're waiting on. But when it comes to waiting on the Lord in our lives, if we don't understand our need for the Savior and we don't recognize His sovereignty and authority, we will not wait on Him, no matter how much I want my life to be different. Many of us are guilty of rushing ahead when we should be waiting patiently, or we're guilty of sitting still when we should be moving in a direction. But as we learn to discern God's voice, we know in our spirit which is best. What happens when we ignore the call to wait and take matters into our own hands? What are the dangers of rushing ahead of God? Now this passage of scripture I wanna to use today is found in Exodus chapter 32, verses one through six. Let me set the scene for you. Moses has just led the Israelites out of slavery in Egypt. So they've made this exodus, they've crossed the Red Sea, they're making their way to the promised land, they've enjoyed the manna that God has given them, They've enjoyed water from a rock. They've had protection. They've had leadership. And at this point, Moses is going up to the mountain to speak with God because God is gonna give him all the laws that the people are going to need to get along with each other and to please him. And he's gone for about 40 days. Do you remember whenever I told you that sometimes it's the perspective of timeline. If we know how much time we have to wait, we can do it. But when we don't know, we get antsy and we get grumbly and we decide this is it, we're out of here. So you and I have that perspective of, of watching this story. Let me read it to you. Exodus 32 verses one through six. When the people saw that Moses was so long in coming down from the mountain, they gathered around Aaron and they said, come make us gods who will go before us. As for this fellow Moses, we don't even know what happened to him. So Aaron answered them, well, take off the gold earrings that your wives, your sons, and your daughters are wearing and bring them to me. So all the people took off their earrings and brought them to Aaron. 
He took what they handed him, and he made it into an idol, cast in the shape of a calf, fashioning it with a tool. And then they said, These are your gods, O Israel, who brought you up out of Egypt. When Aaron saw this, he built an altar in front of the calf and announced, Tomorrow there will be a festival to the Lord. So the next day the people rose early, sacrificed burnt offerings, and presented fellowship offerings. Afterward they sat down to eat and drink and got up to indulge in revelry. Now, you and I would say, oh, okay, hey, don't do that. No, no, Aaron, don't, don't do that when the people started losing it. He just went to get all the instructions that we need. He's, he's coming back to you. Don't be stupid. Don't do something dumb like make an idol. Aaron, please. That's what you and I would say. We say that because we can actually see what is happening. But those people then, they had no such vision. Aaron collects the gold. He melts it down. He makes an idol. He shapes it into a calf. And he says, these are your gods. And then he builds an altar. And then he goes as far as to say, tomorrow there will be a festival to the Lord. They make all these sacrifices. They give all these offerings. And they just participate in indulgence. Moses comes back. He is furious when he sees what has happened. These people are only about three months out of Egypt. They've already seen miracle upon miracle that they'd experienced. He's been absent for 40 days and they change directions. They just abandon God. So do you know what he does? He burns that calf, he grinds it up, he sprinkles that powder on water and he makes them drink it. Now, I don't know, that sounds crazy. But in the context of this week's topic, the dangers of rushing ahead. I want you to see a few things from this biblical account. In Genesis 32:1, you see what their cause for these actions were. It says, when the people saw he was so long in coming down, they asked Aaron for idols. It was the not knowing and the uncertainty that enticed them into sin. They were treating Moses like that college professor. He didn't come back when he thought he should, so we are out of here. Rather than waiting to hear the word from the authority, they just got antsy. They just got bored. They thought, well, we deserve more. We're entitled to get the answers quicker. You and I are not any different. Our restless spirits get tired of waiting, and we just rush ahead. We are addicted to self-rule, and we are convinced that we know better. We're going to do it our way. God is not the boss of us. He clearly does not have my best interest in this situation. Those people, they made an idol. And they replace God and we think, oh, that's insane. And, but we do the same thing. We shake our fists at him and we say, it's our way or the highway. I've waited what I deem is an appropriate amount of time. You did not come through and so I'm out. Is that true for you? We wait for a godly man to come along and when that doesn't happen immediately in our timeline, we just settle and date someone who does not share the same values. We are waiting for painful circumstances to be resolved. And when that healing doesn't come immediately, we dull our pain with things or substances or food or empty relationships. When we're waiting on the hearts of our children to change and it feels like it is taking so long, we just abandon prayer and trusting God and we resort to things like manipulation, nagging, or hateful speech. Anytime we abandon God's best, we replace it with idols. And ladies, we are so generous to them. Consider the idols in your life, the people, the ideas, 
the material possessions that you place your trust in. We offer our time and our attention to them and we rush ahead of God, maybe with good intentions, but they're still wrong. And just like the Israelites, we'll have consequences for this kind of action. Key point number one for this session is this, we risk consequences or pain for ourselves and for others when we fail to wait. It is not just you who will suffer. It is likely the people that you lead. It is likely the children that you lead. They are looking to you to lead well. Wait patiently for the Lord for His timing. Teach your kids how to develop patience and perseverance, and you demonstrate to them what it means to trust God and hold fast to Him. But when we take matters into our own hands over and over and over, we train our kids to be the master of their own world with a diminished respect for God's authority. Before you take off your gold earrings and hand them over to be fashioned into an idol, consider who is watching you and following your lead. In this four-part series, we started out by simply examining what it is we're waiting for. I've had to do this in my own life, even recently, because there are some things that I am begging and pleading the Lord for, and I know that sometimes in my heart, it's not exactly the same request below the surface if I really want to get honest about it. The people wanted an idol. That's what they asked for. But I would say to you what they really craved was something tangible that they could see and touch. Maybe they weren't replacing God. Maybe they just wanted Him to do what they wanted, so they fashioned a substitute. I have done this. I have carved my own idols when I don't think God is doing His part. I've made idols regarding my children. I've made idols regarding emotional pain, all kinds of things. Honestly, even my problems at times have become idols to me. And when every time I've taken back what I should have given to God, it has consequences for me. A damaged relationship, sinful behavior, something. Session two, we looked at the purpose of waiting. It's not always about us, but sometimes it's about God working in the life of someone else before we are ready to receive. Moses was being trained in leadership by God on that mountain. The people were left alone to trust what they couldn't see. And they just got tired, weary from waiting, and they rushed ahead and suffered consequences. Listen to this, Isaiah 40, 31 says, But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Moms, hear this one, Galatians 6, 9. And let us not grow weary of doing good. For in the due season we will reap if we do not give up. To the single person who is lonely, do not rush ahead of God. Do not accept a golden calf boyfriend when God may be preparing you for a wonderful godly man. To the mother who is tired from the struggles of parenting, do not give up. Don't resort to the standard of what everyone else is doing, but continue to point your children to Christ and parent them with God's grace. To the woman who feels stuck in emotional pain, don't rush ahead and numb your emotions with things of this world. Ask God to reveal His purpose for you and to bring you healing. We cannot rush ahead of God. Wait for Him. It is hard to wait on God, but it's harder to wish that you had. Isaiah 25, 9 says, It will be said on that day, Behold, this is our God. We have waited for Him that He might save us. 
This is the Lord, we have waited for him. Let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation. Some of you may be watching this series and you've thought about what am I waiting for? And you've thought about why am I waiting? And you've considered what do I do while I'm waiting? And now this week you're realizing that you haven't waited on God in some key circumstances in life and you say, what do I do now? Key point two is this, God is faithful to guide us back to his will if we take a wrong turn. You go back to that story of the Israelites waiting for Moses. For the longest time, that's as much of the story as I had ever paid attention to. But when you continue reading, Moses gives the people an opportunity to to return to God's side. He stands at the entrance of the camp and he says, whoever is for the Lord, come to me. And they went, then the others, or he tells those people, we're going to go through the camp and we're going to annihilate everybody else whoever did not choose the Lord's side. And then Moses goes and he asks God to forgive the sins of the people. I want you to hear this clearly. If we get off track, and likely all of us will at some point, I know I have, there is a way back because of Jesus. We have forgiveness. Forgiveness for the sin of rushing ahead and trying to control God. We have forgiveness for the sin of idolatry, the sin of pride and thinking we know everything and so many more. Jesus intercedes for us when we fall into sin. I believe the Lord waits for us as well, especially when we get off track. 2 Peter 3, 9, the Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but he is patient toward you, not wishing that any of you should perish, but that all should reach repentance. Isaiah 30, 18, therefore the Lord waits to be gracious to you, and therefore he exalts himself to show mercy to you. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all those who wait for him. If in this series you realize you've gotten out of step with the Lord, I want you to know it's not too late to take a step back and turn your will toward his. In your study questions this week, we'll unpack and see what the Bible says. As we close out this series, I wanna sum up this message. Waiting is part of God's plan for our lives. It has purpose whether we see it or not. It is often challenging and stretches us to our limits. And in those outer limits, that's where we seek God to work all things together for our good, to make us more like Jesus. So what do we do while we wait? The calling is always faithfulness. Faithfulness to follow wherever He leads, to wait for Him, to trust Him, to be transformed by Him. We just do the ordinary work God has set before us and He'll prepare us for what lies ahead. We just can't always see it. We wouldn't need patience and hope if we could. 2 Corinthians 5, 7, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Proverbs 28, 20, a faithful man will abound with blessings. I encourage you to wait faithfully and trust him to move in his time. And as you're in step with him and you recognize his voice, you'll feel his gentle nudge toward change. Let me leave you with this encouragement from Psalm 27. Psalm 27, 14, wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage and wait for the Lord.